Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. Folks, we are running through the summer of 1989, and we have arrived in July. Today, we look at the Great American Bash 89, the glory days from the NWA and WCW. The Great American Bash 1989, the glory days, took place on July the 23rd, 1989, from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. The attendance for the show was 14,500. It was the fifth pay-per-view event produced by WCW under the NWA banner. A Lance Russell voiceover welcomes us to Baltimore. We go to our opening credits. Jim Ross and Bob Caudill welcome us to the bash. There's a weird cut here as they put on the bottom of the screen that they present this in the most complete form possible due to the original production technical difficulties. Two ring King of the Hill Battle Royal. The match consists of two rings. The rules were that once a competitor was tossed out of the first ring, he would battle in the second ring. The last competitor standing in the first ring would be the winner of the first ring, and the eliminated participants would compete in the second ring. The last competitor in the second ring would compete against the winner of the first ring in a standard wrestling match. Kevin Sullivan, Mike Rotunda, Bill Irwin, Ron Simmons, Brian Pillman, Scott Hall, Ranger Ross, Eddie Gilbert, Dan Spivey, Sid Vicious, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, Terry Gordy, Steve Williams are your participants. It's a typical battle royal fair. Sid Vicious wins ring number one, Dan Spivey eliminates Steve Williams in ring number two to win that ring. Manager Teddy Long says that the skyscrapers are going to split the $50,000 prize. Gordon Soley interviews Teddy Long. He says that now that they've won the King of the Hill, they're going to take care of everyone else. Bill Irwin versus Brian Pillman. Irwin attacks early. Pillman is so fast. Pillman does a great head scissors move here. Back and forth. Irwin throws Pillman outside. Irwin hits a nice clothesline. Pillman thrown into the second ring where he hits a high cross body to pin Irwin. And yes, during this, folks, Jim Ross brings up that Brian Pillman played for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, if you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. Gordon Soley interviews Paul E. Dangerously. Paul E. says that he saw Starcade 86 and he saw Jim Cornette fall off of the scaffold. And he knows that because of that fall, he knows that the knee is still bad and he's going to go for that knee. This is a superb promo by Paul E. The dynamic dude, Shane Douglas and Johnny Ace versus the skyscrapers, Sid Vicious and Dan Spivey with Teddy Long. After Teddy Long was fired as a referee, 
he became a manager and added Norman the Lunatic as his first wrestler. He then put former Varsity Club member Dan Spivey with newcomer Sid Vicious in a team called the Skyscrapers. This match with the Dudes was announced on the July 15th edition of World Championship Wrestling. Jim Ross brings up the weird real athletes that wrestle during this match. Crowd chants Peanut Head to Teddy Long. The Dudes try double team tactics. The crowd chants We Want Sid. They cheer when he is finally tagged in. The crowd is behind the skyscrapers, despite what the announcers say. A bigger We Want Sid chant. The crowd just digs vicious. The dudes try to make a late comeback. Spivey hits a powerbomb on Johnny Ace to win. Gordon Soley interviews Jim Cornette, who says Paulie was right about his knee, but nothing will stand in the way of his revenge. We go to our tuxedo street fight. Jim Cornette versus Paul E. Dangerously. Now, Cornette has said that he and Paul Lee wanted this match to succeed a lot. They worked hard on this match. But there was a confrontation or something either the night before or a couple of nights before when they were in Philadelphia and Cornette injured his knee in real life. And so he says that he wrapped it up, he had the brace on it, he took some painkillers, iced it, all of that. And then when he's walking to the ring, he's gritting his teeth and smiling while in tremendous pain. He tells Paul Lee, get him down and hit the knee with the phone so that he can reasonably say that's how his knee was damaged and it looks good. Everything goes according to plan until he gets down and Paul Lee starts hitting the wrong leg. And you can see on the broadcast, Cornette, like, telling him and trying to motion to him to hit the other leg. It's very funny. Cornette rips Dangerously's jacket off. Dangerously responds by throwing powder in the eye of Cornette. At this point, you can see Paul Lee start to hit the wrong knee. JR makes some comments about Paul that wouldn't fly in 2020. Crowd is solidly behind Cornette. Paul misses an elbow and the crowd cheers. This is an entertaining match. Bob Caudill says, all right, let's see some clothes start coming off here, and I am so embarrassed. Paul goes to use powder again, and Cornette kicks it in his face. He then tears off Paul's pants to win. Gordon Soley interviews Gary Hart. He says that the great Muda is better than Sting. Texas Tornado Tag Team Match, The Varsity Club, Kevin Sullivan and Mike Rotunda versus the Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott with Missy Hyatt. At Russell War, Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner defeated Sullivan and Dan Spivey to retain the NWA US Tag Team Championship. Following that, Steve Williams and Spivey left the Varsity Club. Rick Steiner suffered a shoulder injury and Scott was placed in a rivalry with Kevin Sullivan. A female fan of Rick, Robin Green, was shown in the crowd during Scott's matches, resulting in Sullivan confronting her in the June 3rd edition of World Championship Wrestling. The Varsity Club then defeated the Steiner Brothers at the June Clash of the Champions. Robin Green's flowers were torn up by the Varsity Club during a Steiner Brothers match on the June 24th edition of World Championship Wrestling. On the July 22nd edition of World Championship Wrestling, it was announced that the two teams would meet in a Texas Tornado match at the Bash. Missy Hyatt is looking good here. They start off hot and heavy. 
This is a brutal match. They're using chairs, steps, and everything else that they can get on each other. Both Steiners pin Kevin Sullivan to win. Gordon Soli interviews Sting and Eddie Gilbert. Sting is focused and ready for Muda. They have been telegraphing an Eddie Gilbert heel turn for some time. Then they decide not to do it, and everyone is left floundering as a result. NWA World Television Championship match. Sting with Eddie Gilbert versus The Great Muda with Gary Hart. On May the 13th, Muda and Gary Hart challenged Sting to a Dragon Shy match. On May the 20th, Sting challenged Muda to an immediate match, but Hart turned him down, saying that he and Muda were not ready. On May the 27th, it was announced that Eddie Gilbert had accepted Muda's open challenge for a Dragon Shy match. Then at the June Clash, Gilbert accidentally struck a fireball into Trent Knight's face. On July the 1st, it was announced that Sting would defend the TV title against Muda at the Bash. Sting hits a dive on Muda from one ring to the other to start. This starts out relentless. Back and forth, Muda uses rest holes in the match. Sting fights back. Muda has stiff kicks. The crowd loves Sting's comeback. Sting ducks as Muda sprays red mist and it hits referee Nick Patrick. Muda then moves as Sting goes for the splash. Muda hits the moonsault and referee Tommy Young counts two. Sting hits a back suplex and it's a double pin situation. Muda grabs the belt and he and Gary Hart leave. A bullshit chant goes out. Gordon Soley interviews Lex Luger, who is doing the patented Lex Luger interview hand movements. Luger says that he's been with his attorneys all day and has a surprise for the NWA. NWA United States Championship match. Lex Luger versus Ricky Steamboat. On June the 10th, Luger gave some remarks claiming that he had been held back and claimed to be worthy of a title shot for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship ahead of either Steamboat or Terry Funk. On the June Clash, Funk got disqualified during his match against Steamboat by hitting him with a microphone. Luger made the save and ran off Funk, but then attacked Steamboat himself, becoming the villain. On June 24th edition of World Championship Wrestling, Luger announced in an interview that he attacked Steamboat because he was tired of making fans happy and wanted to prove himself better than Steamboat. On the July 1st edition of World Championship Wrestling, it was announced that Luger would defend the United States Heavyweight Championship against Steamboat at the Great American Bash. Steamboat comes down with piece of work Bonnie and Little Ricky. He's also got a kimono lizard. Luger will not get into the ring unless the no-DQ stipulation is waived. Promoter Gary Juster is in the ring trying to work something out. A small Gary chant goes out. Steamboat agrees to the stipulation, so they have a regular match. Steamboat tries to end it early. Luger slows it down. They fight in and out of the ring, Luger displaying big power moves. Some quick two counts. Steamboat won't stay down. Steamboat then opens up the chop house. Steamboat hits a neck breaker. Luger misses a clothesline and goes outside. Luger gets a two count coming back in. Steamboat hits a big chop from up top for a two count. Steamboat gets thrown into the other ring. Luger brings a chair into the ring. He gets inadvertently hit with the chair. Steamboat hits him over and over again with the chair to get disqualified. Steamboat then chases Luger to the back with the chair. They lower the cage for war games. The Freebird team is shown. 
They are not worried at all because they've got the Samoan SWAT team, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, and the birds are one. The SST are doing frightening things during this interview. The Midnight Express say that they are ready. Dr. Death rambles incoherently for a minute. The Road Warriors then do a standard promo. The War Games match. The Midnight Express, Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton. The Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. And Steve Williams with Jim Cornette and Paul Ellering. Versus the fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garvin, and Terry Gordy. And the Samoan SWAT team, Samu and Fatu with Paul E. Dangerously. At Russell War, the Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda and Steve Williams, retained the NWA World Tag Team Championship against the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. By disqualification, when Kevin Sullivan and Dan Spivey attacked special referee Nikita Koloff, this caused the title to be vacated by WCW Executive Vice President Jim Hurd. A tournament occurred to determine the new champions. The quarterfinal round took place on editions of World Championship Wrestling. The fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy, defeated the Road Warriors. The dynamic dudes, Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas, defeated Jack Victory and Rip Morgan. The Samoan SWAT team defeated Ranger Ross and Ron Simmons, and the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, defeated Butch Reed and the Raider. On June the 14th edition of the Clash of the Champions, the semifinal round and the final rounds took place. In the semifinal round, the Fabulous Freebirds defeated the Dynamic Dudes, and the Midnight Express defeated the SST. In the final round, the Fabulous Freebirds defeated the Midnight Express to win the vacant titles. The interference of the Road Warriors and the Samoan SWAT team in each other's matches throughout the tournament began a rivalry between the two teams, as well as beginning a new rivalry between the Fabulous Freebirds and the Midnight Express. On the June 17th edition of World Championship Wrestling, Williams became a fan favorite when Jim Cornette made him the newest ally of the Midnight Express against the Fabulous Freebirds. Later that night, Terry Gordy defeated Williams with the help of Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin, which resulted in a brawl between several teams. On the July 1st edition of World Championship Wrestling, it was announced that a War Games match would take place at the Great American Bash, pitting the Road Warriors, the Midnight Express, and Steve Williams against the Fabulous Freebirds and the Samoan SWAT team. The heel team comes down to Bad Street, USA. The faces come out to Iron Man. The Road Warriors are driven down on Harleys. Jimmy Garvin and Bobby Eaton start the match. WCW had a camera inside the cage. Eaton gets bounced around the cage. Hayes trash talks Eaton from the outside. Gordy enters the cage. They pummel Eaton around both rings. Williams comes in next. He military presses Gordy into the cage eight times. All four get into a slugfest. Samu enters the cage. A three-on-two advantage. Animal comes in. He cleans house. He hits a tackle on Samu from the first ring. Fatu comes in. Hawk chant goes out. Stan Lane comes in. Hayes realizes he has to go in next and says, damn. Hayes goes in. Hayes hits some DDTs when he comes in. JR mentions Hayes Garvin against the Road Warriors in a cage at Wrestle Rock without mentioning the event's name or the AWA. The crowd loves it as Hawk comes in and gives the SST a double clothesline off the top rope. Eaton DDTs Hayes. Crowd goes crazy for everything that the Road Warriors do. Hawk makes Garvin submit to the hangman neckbreaker. The faces leave as the hills close the door with animals still inside. Hawk and Steve Williams gets the door open and chases the heels off. 
Gordon Soley interviews Ric Flair. He's returning because wrestling is what he knows and what he does best. Terry Funk now has to face him one-on-one. He says he's at 120%. NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Ric Flair versus Terry Funk with Gary Hart. This match came as a result of Funk attacking Flair after his match at Wrestle War. On the July 1st edition of World Championship Wrestling, Flair requested the WCW Executive Vice President Jim Hurd to allow him to defend the title against Funk at the Great American Bash, which Hurd accepted. The crowd is hot for Flair when he comes out. They start outside the ring brawling. They finally get inside. Funk throws a chair in, but doesn't get to use it. JR brings up their amateur wrestling credentials, so if you're drinking at home, take a shot. They go back outside quickly. Funk has the advantage early. They trade blows, then open up dueling chop houses. Flair concentrating on Funk's neck. Flair hits two pile drivers on Funk. Flair in control and Funk trying to come back. Flair gets the figure four on. Hart distracts the referee when Funk uses the branding iron on Flair. Funk hits a pile driver for a two count. Flair is bleeding. Funk taking the ringside mats up. Flair blocks a pile driver attempt on the concrete. Funk hits a neck breaker, then another. Funk screaming at Flair to say, I quit. Flair hits Funk with the branding iron. Both men are bleeding. Flair misses a knee in the corner. They reverse each other's cradles. Flair gets the quick pin with an inside cradle to win. Muda comes in and sprays Flair with green mist. They both then beat down Flair. The referee gets thrown out. A We Want Sting chant goes out. They, they take out head of security Doug Dillinger. Sting comes out to a big pop. All four are going at it now. Muda tries to throw the steps in. Flair and Sting go outside and they continue to brawl. They announce that the TV championship has been held up. Then the brawl starts back up. They are brawling all over. JR's voice is going and he and Bob Caudill try to wrap things up, but they won't stop fighting. Flair comes over with Sting and says thank you to him. He says that he and Funk have just gotten started. Jim Ross and Bob Caudill then recap the night and sign off from Baltimore. Hey folks, if you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.